Kanukuluku kaneke neke Kanukuluku kaneke neke Titiro ki ngā wai o te toke rau E hora nei ki tua Mehe pipi farau roa Takoto te pai Takoto te pai Kia ora and welcome to the very first episode of 2017 Aotearoa Creative back and Pretty sweet actually, had a good break Had a few drinks Had more food Mokai kicked back some Fano beaches, water, rivers. It was pretty sweet. Didn't get to play any golf, but hey, still a lot of summer to go. Bueno, our first episode for 2017 is a good one. Our guest is Wahine Maya She's a scholar researcher interesting stuff on maori land trusts i mean that's her field of research expertise it's some interesting stuff she also does a blog she's a poet she does heaps of cool stuff and she's pretty uh pretty solid pretty staunch it's a cool corner it's a cool yarn so kick back relax enjoy it aotearoa creative well, first and foremost, um, thank you very much for um, agreeing to um, have a yarn with me. Um, oh, no, my privilege. No, no, you popped up on my Twitter feed and I was like, oh, who is this interesting person? And then I uh, did a little bit more research and that's when I... Um, I, what is it called on Twitter? It's not a PM, it's a, I don't know. Instagram is DM, Twitter is, is it still a DM on Twitter? I think it is a PM. No, I think, oh yeah, it's a DM, yeah. Direct message. But anyway, um, Emihiyana. I, I do love my social media. Yes, yes, I can tell, yeah. I can tell. Um, And uh, we'll be talking about that um throughout the course of this little quarter or so. Um, I guess we'll... You're in Australia. What's the what's the kopapa going on over there, Cus? So it's an academic conference where lots of nerds get together and um, talk about business. Yes. And management. And um, I'm here for two reasons. Yesterday I sort of presented my PhD findings. Yes. A roundtable, and I was able to get some feedback. That was interesting because um, my research is very centred in a Māori kaupapa, mm-hmm. but I'm having to present it to Pākehā. Now, uh, just before we get into um, your research, so the conference is Australian New Zealand Management Conference? Yeah, Australian New Zealand Academy of Management. Academy of Management. Now, before yeah. I get into your PhD stuff, what does yeah. that even mean? Uh, Academy of Management. Is that for people who are looking to become um, managers, leaders, or whatever in different um, fields? Nah, of it, it, it's academics. It's academics from business schools. So people in um, marketing, accounting, finance, um, yeah, management, international business. And this is the Australian-New Zealand division. Right. It's very, very nerdy. Very nerdy. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Hey, um, just, What's the just, technical jargon and speak? Nice. Just before we get in, um, it's your, 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 your microphone's a little bit distorted, a little bit. Um, okay. Maybe if I... 
could you turn it down a little bit or um do i need to turn my sound down you mean maybe um your microphone if you go into i don't know uh, uh hang on system preferences right. and then you go is that better yeah um do you, do you, i wonder if it's the connection no, no, the connections. You're, 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 you're looking beautiful. Anyway, oh, okay, then we'll just keep going on. That's all right. I'm sure I can. If it still plays up, I can try. Um, I can. We can Skype over my phone, which might be better. No. I'm on my laptop at the moment. Ah, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Anyway, so, um, so you're an Aussie for this conference, um, which, like you said, you're presenting your um, PhD findings. Now, I, I had a little look on your on your Twitter feed, and your PhD, um, what your thesis or whatever that you've submitted, um, disruptive Maori management theory. Now, <laughs> there, there's heaps of parts that come up um, about this. First and foremost, what does that mean? So my topic is I'm looking at Fano Raru, yes. Fano Drama in the Māori Land Trust. Right. And yes, so as soon as I tell Māori my topic, they usually laugh. I know <laughs> because, it's yeah, it's almost um, opening up in Pandora's box doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, because everyone gets it. We know we know it is a it's a real big thing. It's all the arguing and bickering and drama and whatever that goes on in our land trust. Yes. Um. So I wanted to investigate that a bit more deeply and uh, see what's really going on underneath all that. Mm -hmm. And so basically my um, research, has, my conclusions is that our people have been disrupted, mm -hmm. our, our traditional systems of management have been disrupted, our um, ways of thinking and being in the world have been disrupted and a lot of that's manifesting in the way that we behave and the way we treat each other. Disrupted, so, like do you mean um, disrupted as in colonisation, these are the effects yeah. of colonisation or do you mean yeah. that there's something that is still disrupting us, coming in outside influences, telling us that we're not doing it right, we should be doing it better? Yep, that's part of it. Part of it's... Um, I think we still carry a mamai from colonisation. Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think it's acknowledged enough, and I think it's still it manifests in behaviours in the way we that we treat each other because the, the way we treat each other it's appalling in some of those land trusts. It's absolutely appalling. There's been stories of physical violence towards you know uh, families with deep seated hatred for each other. So that's the stuff I want to. Oh my say. God! And so, so, what made you decide to um, get into this sort of research? Because it's not your um, typical. Uh, well, I suppose it is around the kitchen table talking about this sort of stuff. So, what made you get into this? Uh, personal experience, right? <laughs> Everyone, everyone's got those. Everyone's got the whānau, right? And. Yes. Uh, yeah, we all know those whānau dynamics and how they play out, and I, I have seen some very extreme situations. So uh, I won't go into the details because I don't want to out any of the whānau. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, I just I really wanted to see some um, our land aspirations be realised, mm. and I just seen a lot of our own internal behaviour as a block 
to some of those to our, our land aspirations being realized and that's what I want to uncover I want us to look at ourselves and say hey this isn't good enough so you've done your research um, you've put out your PhD you've delivered your findings yeah now to where to from here sort of a thing so now you know okay this might be one reason for um the way we act and the way we do things this might be another reason um this this is the um sort of space that our our whanau are doing a lot of their business i think in order to get better we need to do this way so what do you think we need to do um to improve these practices to move such a male um Question actually, uh, two two other males said exactly the same thing yesterday. What but what do we do? What do we do? The, the first thing is to um, we have to know it's happening. We have to acknowledge that this is happening. Yes. So we have to be able to see that the behaviour is is happening. So a lot of the time when we behave like this, it's unconscious behaviour. Mm-hmm. So we have to make the 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 causes. Of what's of what is causing this behaviour conscious? So that's what my research is is about um, providing more consciousness to the way we act and behave. From there, once you start to untangle all that kind of messy messiness, then you can move forward with your with your aspirations and development for your land. But it, currently, I see a lot of the barriers to land trusts moving forward is actually there their own internal selves. Uh, there's a lot of self-sabotage going on in those land trusts. Wow. Yeah. And have you, are you, are you, do you work with land much? Um, I have. I have. Yeah. Um, I've been um, not really much in terms of land trusts, my yeah. own sort of whānau dynamics, but I have been um, a translator in the Māori land courts. Oh um, yes, so you. Oh right, You're, so, you would have seen a lot then. So yeah, so I was. Um, I've I've done a few different cases where I've um, been in the in the little box and translated all the court at all. Yeah, that's been I mean, interesting. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of it plays out in the mighty land court. Um, well, yeah, yeah. They're not even you know these. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It is what you say. There's um, you know, interfano dynamics. Um, yeah. I mean, but then there's the whole system of of that. Now we're getting to a whole other thing. But um, just the whole idea of competing with one another for yeah. this certain um for this block of land or whatever and. In times of old, we would have probably worked out. We would have said, well, we're all whānau, so you have this and I have this. It's all good. Nowadays, we're having to compete. We're, not, we're having to say that your claim is, is, is has, our claim is the more superior one. We, this, is, this person said this. It's, um, it's not that's conducive that, exactly of whāngatanga. We've actually really, we've totally, most of us have bought into the colonised system of shares and dividends. Yes. And um, no... Uh, there's very few Māori that want to give up their shares or give up their dividends. It's become very much tied to their identity. But, I, man, I had some fascinating um, interviews with Māoris um, over their, their land stories, and um, it has been such a fabulous piece of research to, to undertake. And has, has there been much other research into this sort of stuff that you were aware um, of? There's been a lot of research in barriers and obstacles to land development. A lot of them focus on fragmentation and multiple ownership. Um, 
sort of systemic um, colonial systems and the impact that has on us, but none of it's been, has looked at the behavioural side, the way we behave, and that's the bit I'm interested in, how we behave and how we treat each other. So, but yeah, it's, it's been intense. Actually, a few times I've just been at my desk and um, bursted into tears. I know. Is that what, going over your notes and rereading some of the things that people have said? Yeah, the, the stories are intense, they're emotional, they've got these long histories of um, their lands being mucked around with and a bit here's been sliced off and another bit over there's been chopped off and um, it, it's emotional, land is emotional. So um, which iwi um, did you look at, um, which areas did you look at um, for this research? I did like a broad stakeholder kind of approach. So I just interviewed um, trustees, beneficiaries. Um, Anyone you could get. Yeah, government workers, sort of academics, just any, even um, a couple of Pākehā who worked in trust, worked with trust. Even they were crying. <laughs> and the men were crying. All these kind of high-level senior managers all crying. I was like, oh. <laughs> wow, yeah. No wonder it's... Um, uh, you know, no wonder there's intensity in these environments because land is, it's really emotional. We, it's, it's us, it's part of us. It's an extension of us. Yes, yes. Ticker, ticker. And then us, I guess when we talk about, um, you know, uh, there's so many things that, uh, you know, we're talking about um, sustainability and for the future generations, people put all of that um, pressure on themselves to make sure that it goes well. And then there's other whanau who are like, well, this is our land. We should be doing this. There's all of these whole. There's um, quite a strong thing that came up in my research was uh, grudge holding over generations. Yes. So, um I don't know, Uncle So-and-so didn't bring the tractor back, you know. Does it get uh, as pity as that? Like 30 years ago. Something, you retrace it and, and it's all over a tractor? It, it, it sticks. It sticks and it stays. Mm. And, it, and it stays until if it's not um, expressed or verbally dealt with properly, it just sticks into that, it stays in that person and they just carry it. And then it gets carried over, over generations and that's, been one of my findings, this intergenerational um, mummy that um, just keeps that we keep transferring through generations. So, um, a little bit ago, you said that I asked, okay, how do we move forward from this? And you said there was a very male um, way of asking the question. I have a, oh, sus- uh, uh, um, I have a suspicion about what would be the female, um, the, the wahine type of um, way to ask this question or whakaro about this. What is that wahine way? You know, it's kōrero. It's, a, it's just kōrero. It's talking, at a, it's acknowledging mamaya, acknowledging the um all those kind of uncomfortable feelings and situations and outing it and then so it's just an acknowledgement and and outing it and then it's like it's like cleaning a house out yes then once the house is clean you can um, function better right right so there's no actually um, we need to do this 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 step step two step three step four and then we'll be sweet it's more about a just let's sit in a circle and um, do this, this I, I think um, the next part of my research will look more into that that kind of process what are the um, 
what are the actions we can take to shine more light on ourselves and be more conscious about our behaviour. For my PhD, it's just about showing that it exists. Yes. Yeah, so give me a couple more years. No, 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 cool, 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 cool. And... I guess I guess this I'll ask this question a few times as we get on into this corridor. But has this been like a this journey? Has it been empowering? Has it been um, quite scary? Has it been um, yeah? What's been the the overriding sort of a thing that's come out oh, of this it, journey for you? A PhD is transforming in itself um, because you really start to question uh, who you who you are. Yes. Where you really want your energy and focus to be because it's, um, it's, you spend three to five years of your life investigating one small aspect of the world. So you've got to be very, very clear. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I did read some stats somewhere that a lot of PhDs in relationships end up getting divorced <laughs> <laughs> because. I think that, that because it is so transformational, you grow in so many aspects of yourself. But it's also yeah. really time-consuming as well. It's also, it also consumes it's your tough. whole world. I mean, my it's partner, really she tough. did her she did her master's um, last year. My nan did her PhD yeah. um, a couple, yeah. couple of years ago. So I know how, how much time and effort goes into this. It's pretty intense. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. And you become like, you become a little crazy. Yes. A little bit crazy because... All your, your whole world becomes your PhD and you're sitting and reading by yourself and you're creating all these worlds in your head that sometimes don't exist. And, yes. Yeah, so. Now that's awesome, Cass. Now, yeah, it's you, been emotional. And yes. my topic's emotional anyway, so. Yes, very much so, very much so. Now, I just wanted to touch, um, you were talking about this intergenerational stuff, and this is part of the reason why some of our um, trusts uh, are acting the way they are. Okay, you said it, dysfunctional. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and you said the word mamai. Now, mamai has, goes across a lot of your things that you've been doing. Um, I mean, you've got your own little blog called Kupu Mamai. Um, tell us about that. How did that come about? So Mamai is my middle name. I'm named after, after uh, one of our tipuna, Kiri Mamai. Um, and I think as a kid, we were always taught not to show any, um, any emotion. Yes. We were always taught to be very um, guarded. Um, and so a lot of that, that side of myself hasn't developed until my probably late 20s. Um, so I've always been drawn to how people feel, why they feel the way they feel, uh, because it was a side of myself that was, I guess, repressed for so long. So um, that's why I, it's, yeah, that's why I, I use the word my a lot. But the blog, how did that come about? Um, was it um, something oh, that, I, that stemmed from you writing and you decided, oh, right, okay. I, I, I love doing this? Here's, or? here's an interesting story. So, me and my other PhD friends, we started up a blog. It's called KIN, Knowledge in Indigenous Networks. And every week, one of us will write a blog and we get a guest blog in. So one week, I it was my turn and I, got, I was really wild about something and a person. And I wrote a blog about it. And I got, I, got, um, I guess, hand slapped by the university for my blog. Right. Because our uh, 
Kin is, 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 is kind of attached to the business school, which is one of the research centres funds, funds it. So, and that really pissed me off. That really pissed me off. So yes. I thought, ah, stop it. I'll just do my own blog so I can have an independent voice. So yes. that's how Kupu Mamai came about. It's a, a place for me to be absolutely free to express what I want. But the blog that I got hand slapped for, I was a little bit, um, I was criticising the institutions, the academic institutions. So you started up your own um, blog where you were able to, and we're sort of walking down the, down our, out the same path sort of a thing. Um, I started up this podcast because I've been working in um, yeah. the media industry for years and I just like the autonomy the freedom, I'm, right, yeah, yeah, I'm able to do whatever right, yeah. I want to do if, if we yeah. want to speak for for two yeah. hours then we're able to do that there's nothing yeah. wrong with that so um, that's yeah, cool but, no, I totally feel you on that um, it's just yeah, having that free independent voice to explore whatever you're feeling and thinking at the time Yes. How's the blog been? Has it, have you found it hard? Because I, um, a few years ago, I looked at maybe trying to start up a blog and a good friend of mine did start up a blog and she found that it was just a mission to keep on top of. Um, has that been hard for you to, to, to do the blog or has it been relatively easy? Uh, I don't put any pressure on myself to write blogs. I write them when I feel, feel I need to say something. Um, and yeah, a lot of people struggle with being, I guess, consistent and putting out blogs. But um, I, I can write something up really quickly. So I, I have quite a really, I guess, high output in terms of writing. I, I can write masses of stuff very quickly. Right. Then uh, the blogs, the one challenging thing about the blog is getting attacked. And so you have to um, be ready for it. People come at you, and they and people are arguing. Yes, I um I was reading one of your call it or um one of your blogs about oh I forget the the one but it was about um haters essentially. And oh, the Modi assault. Yes, yes, that's the one. And I uh, really like that one. It I made really me um reflect because um. We were in the Herald, uh, Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori, about three years ago now. We were the big, we, uh, myself, my partner, and our baby were in the big photo and a big um, write-up about it, about our decision to only speak Te Reo Māori and to only yeah. laser in Te Reo Māori. Now, this is not a new thing, but um, yeah. to all of New Zealand, oh my God, this was um, tragic. And then on the Herald Facebook page, all of the corridor. Um, now, what you were saying about some of the haters and some of the corridor and how you tried to look at the, um, what, from a Māori perspective, that was very interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Kaz? Um, okay, so I, I can't remember what I got attacked for. Someone attacked me, but it, it got to me. Mm. And um, I carried it, and, I, and, I, and I, it took me a couple of days to um, come come around with it and then uh, for some reason I just re reflected on my grandmother and how she dealt with haters and um, that, and that's how that blog came about and yeah yeah, yeah. it is someone it is people at the, trying to attack uh, your modi basically yes. trying to bring you down we um we you you started you started to go into um I'm trying to find it now I can't really um f 
Sometimes Funny. I, I um, go back and read my vlogs and I think, oh, did I write that? <laughs> I know what you mean. I, I listen to some of my interviews and stuff. I'm thinking, oh, did I say that? I shouldn't have said yeah. that. But um, you, you raised some interesting points. So that was that. You talk about Mankatu and might be the modern day oh, form of Mankatu. Right. Um, that was interesting. But here's, a, here's one that's more recent then. Um, this was only a couple of weeks ago, which is interesting to me. Um, you did your quarter about Pākehā anger. Um, why do they get mad at Māori. It was interesting. Um, that, um, oh my god, that blog went off. And um, but I wrote that. I actually wrote that for Māori. Yes. But, but it actually went off with Pākehā, and it was Pākehā that I got so much response from. Uh, positive, mostly positive. There was a couple of um, idiots uh, responding, but yeah, Pākehā really, really want to engage in the space. Yes. Awesome. And have you found the blog is like that? It's you, you. Did you expect it to be this popular? Did you expect it to have this much? Um, what's the Interaction. word? Interaction. Yeah. Nah, because um, I, me and my friends talk about this stuff all the time, so it's like our daily, like our daily bread. It's it's um. Uh, stuff for us. Yes. So when I write this thing, and people are almost like, "Wow," I sort of get. Well, I thought I thought everybody thought and knew the stuff, but um, no, no. It's interesting, guys. Um, I've, um, like I said, as I was um, sort of doing a little bit of research for our corridor here, I was, um, I found myself reading more and more and more, and I was like, "Wow, this is interesting." I was laughing to myself, and um, particularly reading the the, the one about um, um, Pakeha and uh, what do they think of Māori. I found myself laughing about it. It was it was quite cool. Um, that was. Um that was an interesting experience. <laughs> so, hold on, just for I the listeners, just for the listeners, for you, were, you went for um, a nanu, a, a drink yeah. with your friend, and then you just so happened to start a conversation with a dude, um, with a parkia fella across the table, eh? He, well, he um, was from the same place as my cousin, so they connected on all these people that they knew. Right. And then... Um, because he said, because he's from Goa, I kind of knew. I'm going to be careful what I say because I don't want to rubbish Goa. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know a, what you're getting he's a, at. He's a stereotype of yes. a person that comes from Goa, and so we started getting into kind of race race relations, sported all, but as you do, problem, <laughs> yes, as you do. But the problem was his experience of Maori is just having a couple of beers every Friday night in the the pub or whatever. Yes. And so he was really ill-equipped to go into a conversation with me around Māori issues. And basically, I don't want to sound whakahihi, but he, I intellectually downtrailed him. And he, um, <laughs> I love the way you, you, you put it pretty nicely in this um, in your blog here. Um, I'm trying to find it here. You say, he was a lightweight about to step into a heavyweight <laughs> boxing match. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I, I live and breathe this stuff. I read it, I think about it, I talk about it. So he was coming in very ill-equipped into a conversation. He, he um, had no 
weapons or tools. Personally, personally, I, I find myself getting into these conversations a lot and I love it. I love this, um, these debates, um, which is, it's, it's cool fun. Um, I'm just going to read out some, some of the things that he said. I think are funny and then um, we can move on if you want to. Um, Māori come from an aggressive culture, so Māori just need to whiten up. Like, what? That was yeah. buzzy. Yeah. What did you do when he said that? Was it was it a jaw dropping sort of a thing, or did you laugh? Or what was so, it? So well, um, so then I pushed him with the idea that okay, if you believe that, then you then you believe that we're genetically flawed. That there's something inherent in our genetics that make us useless, hopeless, lazy, and therefore, if that's true, then there's no hope for us. So that was the argument I started to push with him. And what did and, he um, say to that? Hey? What did he say to that? He, he, kept, he kept jumping. He, he couldn't stay on a topic because um, he, he couldn't debate. He couldn't debate a topic. So he just kept jumping from these kind of very outlandish statements about Māori. I, I, I liked him as a person. I actually, he, he was a nice, he was a nice person. He, um, he worked hard. He, he was worked hard for his kids and his family, yes. but he was ignorant. Yes. And that's the problem. I mean, this is um, this is a lovely one again. <laughs> I'm going back to it. Maori Pākehā conflict is, is a North Island thing. Everybody, oh, yeah, yeah. everybody's getting on quite nicely in the South. Yeah. So that's yeah. what you mean, now, yeah? In Gore or whatever, some sort yeah. of um, small area yeah. in the Deep South, and they they think that it's going well because predominantly it's a white town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and because I have a couple of beers. Some of my best friends are Māori. And that's we fine there in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all happy. But I think he left that conversation really uncomfortable and really, um, I think he would have woken up thinking about thinking about some of these things I challenged him on. And is that a good thing? Do you, did, did you leave that conversation thinking, oh, I think I've, um, I've helped someone here? Or did you just leave that conversation going, oh, my God, let's go to another uh, bar? No, I, I left there feeling a bit amused because I, I felt like almost like I was a wee bit playing and toying with them. Right. <laughs> Which, uh, because he just wasn't, he wasn't equipped to get into a proper debate or an argument. So I, I never really took it seriously, but um, it did the it, it stuck with me for two weeks that um, conversation. What stuck with me was his anger. Why was he so angry at me? And that's how that's when I wrote the blog mm. about really trying to analyse his anger. Where does it come from? Mm. It's interesting, Kōrero. Um, and there's this um, heaps more Kōrero like that on the blog. So, um, Fano, if you're listening, go and check it out. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, the, the comments are really interesting, and um, really a lot of Pākehā comments um, supporting. See, Pākehās need to talk more about this amongst themselves. It shouldn't be Māori pushing them. Yes. We got a, we got enough. Oh, because I got all these emails and that with Pākehās wanting to meet up with me, wanting to talk about it, blah blah blah. And I thought, oh, I don't, I, this is good that you want this, but for me, I'm trying to solve our own problems. I haven't really got time to be solving Pākehā problems too and Pākehā guilt or whatever. Um, you you Pākehās need to go and sort it out. <laughs> We've got enough, of, enough on our own plate to get through. 
Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Now, um, if we can, uh, we'll use that as a segue um, onto the next Cobra. But um, you're pretty good with words. I mean, you've been doing your PhD or your or your research that you've got your blog. You've also got um, you do a bit of poetry and you've got your own um poetry sort of a website. Um, again, it's well, it's um. Kidi Mamai, but it's spelt um, phonetically. Yes. Um, yeah. When did the poetry side of things start? Um, I started writing poetry just to myself. Um, oh, probably like oh, I'm try- I don't know, seven, seven years ago maybe. Yes. And I I wrote it under a, under a pseudonym because. At that time... Under a what? A pseudonym, which is like a cover-up name. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's kind uh, of like, um, Benjamin Franklin and um, the... He, he did the same sort of thing. I'm trying to think yeah. of the movie I saw that on. Anyway, yep. It's because it was, uh, a side, like I said, uh, as a, right up until about my mid-20s, I was a very guarded person. Right. Very... Um, disattached from myself emotionally, but yet those things want to come out. Those mm. things always want to come out. Um, so I got to explore those sides of myself through writing poetry. And But I was almost like, uh, uh, like didn't want people to know that side of me either. Yes. So that's where I started writing under a pseudonym. But um, as I've grown and matured, um, um, I don't no longer, no, I no longer care. Thank you, what people think. Right. Not, I'm not afraid. Pretty fearless now, and and showing how I feel and think about things. That's cool, man. Um, it's yeah, awesome. It's awesome. As as like I said, as I was reading, I just found myself reading more and more and more, and then that took me on to your poetry, reading some of that. Um, and now that you're talking about it, it kind of makes there's some the same sort of themes coming through in all of them. Um, identity, Māori, who we are, who I am, whatever. Um, yeah. All that sort of stuff. There's also just things like um, uh, there was a poet, uh, um, a poem that you did about Honolulu and just being commercialised a little bit. Uh, the same sort of um, yeah. themes coming was, through. Yeah. So I went to Hawaii this year and. You know, I carried this very romanticised idea of what was going to happen for me there. Mm-hmm. Going to meet up with the natives and we're all going to hug and be my big family. We're going to be all kamagamoli. Yeah, and then um, it, it, no. I didn't get that experience at all. I just got Waikiki, all this very commercial yes. bullshit. Yes. So I kind of like left. I um I just got back from when I say just like in last um three weeks I was in Hawaii and um we went over for my partner's birthday and um I made a mission to say now we've we've been to Waikiki to Oahu um a few times I've been there a yeah. few times she's been there a few times our daughter's first time I was like hey, now nah, let's go somewhere else yeah um so we went over to the Big Island um over to Hawaii and stayed yeah. in Kona and um. Although, again, um, I would have loved to hang out with the Moli over there and um, try and talk more about the history, blah, 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 blah. We didn't really get to do that much. Some of our um, people that we had janked up, some things fell through. That was all good, though. But I did feel 
it was a lot more um, real. It was a lot yeah. more um, authentic. Um, it yeah. reminded me of um, far north rural sort of a place um, being in the Big Island and you're driving to all these different places. You could feel the wairua at these different yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. Whereas when we went back to Waikiki and to Wahoo and stuff, sure, there were some beautiful things. Sure, it's, it's, it's an amazing place. Sure, yeah. there's, they're beautiful people, but um, it is very... Um, touristy and, very town that, and that was the thing you, that was the part missing is the people mm. i didn't really get to meet the the tangata whenua of that place or i was there for conference as well so it's quite hard to connect with the local yes, yes. locals if you go for a conference yeah. very cool cuz very cool um so I mean, you've done your you, you, your research, your your PhD. You've got your blog out. You've been um, doing your poetry, whatever. What's next? Is there anything next, or is it just going to kick back and have a breath, sort of a thing? Because it feels like your those fingers have been um, uh, typing profusely. Uh, well, I yeah, I love reading, writing, thinking. That's that's my happy place, my happy space. So. Um, I am probably going to pursue an academic career. It is an amazing career in academia. We get to travel the world and we get to get engage in all these um, discussions and when you say uh, academic career, what is that? Is that like, does that mean you constantly have to pitch for different things to research about and then you get funding? Or do you get a job at Auckland University as the Indigenous Studies teacher? Yeah, there's three parts to being an academic. One's teaching, one's research, and one the other part is service. So they put quite a lot of emphasis on research and, um, and publishing, publishing really boring articles and boring journals that nobody ever reads. Yes. Um, and the, the better published you are, the more boosted you get in your career. Yeah, and you, get to, you get to go and speak at all these illustrious conferences and stuff. And uh... yeah, yeah, you do. Because the university wants you to get um, your ideas out there because they you add to the manner of the university, the more that your ideas are out there and being used and spoken about. So they love to send you off all over the place. But it is a, I mean, it, the ability to just travel and talk with other, others about same issues. Yeah, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. I love traveling. I, I love it. So, you're talking about, um, you know, um, the ability to travel and to talk with other like-minded people around mm. the world who, um, the ideas are out there and it's amazing and um, it's really cool too. You know, your research and stuff, your research and then moving forward, all of your poetry, whatever, um, do you do you find that it, it, it actually gets back to any trusts or any, any people on the ground? And I'm not just talking about your research, but I'm, in general. I, oh, you mean like academic work? Yeah, does that ever come back to the people in which it was um, about? Sort of it's, a, that's one of, it's a really big challenge to produce academic um, scholarly work that has impact in the real world. And we get shit a lot from the real world about producing research that has no relevance. Yes. Um, I'm always conscious 
I'm always conscious of the work that I'm engaging with. And the question I constantly throw back to myself is, how will this help our people? And that helps to keep me grounded and not getting too kind of caught up in abstract theory concepts that, um, you know, because academics can, um, they dream up worlds that don't exist. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I come from Wharepunga, I need to put that in there actually. Wharepunga, East Coast, Taitanga yes. Mate, um, and that's where my heart is. And that place keeps me very grounded. Uh, we're a very uh, narrow, small, isolated valley. Um, there's no power there. So we grew, uh, grew up and learned how to, you know, live, live with the land. Uh, so I um, travel and come from a place that's very solid. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Well, um, Kazi and Mihi and Akiago, hopefully um, all this research does make it um, make its way back to the trusts at Whareponga and all the way through Ngāti Paro there and I wherever. I definitely else. want my research to. Um, I'll be, yeah, I'll be shining a light on people, all right? We're here, hey, hey, look at yourself, look at yourself. <laughs> Do you think that, um, <laughs> let's say, let's say the auntie or the uncle or whatever who's the chairman of um, A and B trusts and stuff, they're reading this and they're thinking, Oh, that was that was me. I think that talked about the tractor that didn't didn't get given back to us. Oh, there's, there's he- yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's heaps of that. A little bit, there's a little bit start to put classified into personalities as well, so people be able to see themselves in the in the categories that I um, write up. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, one more question for you, and then I'll let you get back to your coffee, um, uh, or get you another coffee. I suppose I should, I suppose I should say. Um, I always end my, my my interviews with a little um, comment, and I find initially when I first started, I thought this is going to be the best question, but I find myself having to explain it all the time. Um, okay. So, Deutz, um, Maori word Deutz, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, Deutz. Yeah. Deutz. That's amazing, Deutz. Yeah. Um, things that make you go Deutz. Now, whether that's in the academic space, whether that's in your personal life, um, things that make Kitty Dell go Deutz. What is that? Well, uh, I really love um, ideas. Yes. <laughs> and it's quite hard to to find or come across refreshing ideas and new thinking and transform transformative ideas so that makes me go good so it's someone has a really good idea uh and i really I, I really like um oh, i don't know what a, i feel like i'm just gonna say a whole lot of cliche things but <laughs> i just i just love being with my partner <laughs> I, um, just sitting around, having a beer, by the fire, that makes me go, do it! <laughs> and there you have it, whānau. Pretty cool stuff. E mihi ana ki now, if you want to get in contact with Kitty, you want to 
see some of his stuff, you might want to follow her blog, you might want to read up on some of her poetry, it's pretty simple. Um, her blog is kupumamai.com, um, her poetry page, website, whatever you want to call it, is Kidi Mamai. Now, I'll spell this out for you, K-E-E-D-Y-M-A-R-M-Y-E.com. A little bit of a mouthful, but it's Kidi Mamai.com. Awesome stuff there. Not Adam, that's us, Farno. Make sure you go to our website, check us out. Uh, we've got all of our podcasts up there, altitudeallcreative.com. We've got our Facebook page, we've got SoundCloud, we've got iTunes. If you want to share, then all good. If not, I'm loving that you're listening anyway. Nami here, Tifano. Have a good day, dudes.